Due to COVID-19, it is easy to see that I was unable to put together the film festival. And although I was disappointed, I realized that I was living in a time that is obviously one that we shall never forget. My passion? I guess you could say my passion is talking. My passion is having the ability to say something that just might impact others. So... My presentation from my 2020 DMCA Passion Project, a commentary, or what I like to think Jacob Tomlin does best. I may not be Letterman or even Oprah Winfrey, but I hope that something said in these quaint little times that I've spent sitting on my back porch each evening will give you some beacon of light in what seems like a hopeless situation. Enjoy. It's April 1st. We have been out of school now for quite a while, but it took a lot for me to record this. Because as of right now, something rare has happened to me. I am truly at a loss for words. I'm not sure exactly where the world has gone. It seems like in a matter of two weeks, the entire world, as we know it, has become something that we've never seen before. 200,000 cases of COVID-19 have appeared as of now, and I'm confident that the numbers will grow. What scares me is that there is no vaccine, and while I don't give up easily at all, no vaccine means that there is nothing to stop it except distance. And that scares me to death. But let me protect myself. Let me feel safe. I have family that I have to come home to. It's April 2nd. Number of cases have climbed to 243,000 from just 200,000 in just one day. I woke up to a CNN alert on my phone saying that stockpiles of medical supplies for the nation have been depleted, and my first thought is, my God, what are we going to do? I'm glad to at least see that this virus is bringing out the good in people. Tonight I read that the owner of the mate of the Patriots, I apologize, allowed the team's plane to be used to transport thousands of masks from China. And that has honestly caused me to really evaluate the idea that humanity is cruel. I received a call this morning to the news that my grandmother on my mother's side was hospitalized with trouble breathing as a result of COVID. And I felt absolutely helpless. Usually I'm the type to be able to run up to the hospital as quickly as possible, but in this instance, prayer was my only outlet. And even then, after you say amen, and there seems to be nothing else left to do. I am and always will be one to have faith in God in times like these, but the Bible says that faith without works is dead but I haven't the slightest idea how to perform any works, especially since I can't see or talk to her. 
Nobody can for that matter. We'll see what happens. We have to put in place an infrastructure, not just here at home, but globally, that allows us to see it quickly, isolate it quickly, respond to it quickly. It is April 3rd and social distancing is beginning to make me realize just how absolutely important human contact is, at least to me. My church has been closed since late March and that threw a major monkey wrench in the normality of my life. Zoom can only do but so much for me and while everyone who knows me knows I don't usually cry in public or like for people to see me cry, I found it majorly hard to get on Zoom for our Sunday morning service that only lasts 30 minutes or even our Bible study where you can't ask questions because it runs time out too quickly. School has been closed since late March and I think that it causes me to tear up the most that while we have certain outlets, it makes me think about those kids I don't know who I can't FaceTime or text who may depend on the smiles, hugs, and kindness of others in the school building to get them through whatever negativity they may be going on in their lives. The thought that somebody could be stuck in an abusive situation really pains me, and as I sit here, I realize that I'm helpless once again, talking to a phone, hoping that things get better. It is April 4th, and 60,000 people globally have died from COVID-19, and personally, I'm a reader and researcher, so I I tried to find solace in the fact that there are billions of people compared to 60,000, but I can't help but think about the lives that have already been lost. My uncle has been sent home by a doctor in the hospital because there are no more ventilators. I found out today, earlier, that he has COVID-19. And unfortunately, while I'm optimistic that he's a fighter, I've still unfortunately had to prepare myself for the substantially likely outcome of the situation. While my family is worried, all we have to depend on once again is prayer because nobody can come in contact. I feel horrible for those who can't exercise the normal dynamic of being sick. There's no loving embrace a spouse or family member grasping their hand as they listen to the doctor explain the trouble. It's all so different now. The world is different now. The COVID-19 death toll in the States is now at more than 4,000, making it higher than China's. It is April 5th and not much has changed about the condition of the United States. It is still a harsh reality that everything is still downright scary. The issues that we face are something I've never thought we would ever have to. It's crazy to think that just a few months ago, we still viewed America as this invincible force that can't be penetrated. 
who would have known that 2019 would truly be the year that we left old things behind. If the New Year's resolution for the country was to be different and do different this year, I think we've done a pretty good job. If and when a new strain of flu like the Spanish flu crops up five years from now or a decade from now, we've made the investment. It is April 6th. It's Monday. And it's Holy Week. Frankly, I am jolted realizing that it'd be so fitting that we all are secluded and stayed to ourselves for a week such as this. And it makes me realize that once again, it just might be the spirituality of America that keeps us sane. I am surprised right now that I am still carrying on. Not that I feel like breaking down or anything like that, but the entire dynamic of my life has changed. Usually this week, my church is in week-long services. My uh, tailor is calling me to let me know that my Easter ensemble is ready to play the greatest stage of them all this coming Sunday. But frankly, it is so different. I realize that even in the midst of a pandemic, you can make the best of anything. Yes, I understand. But at the same time, everything is so different that making the best of it is half the battle. Keeping that frame of mind is the other. The only thing we have to fear is Fear itself. It is April 12th, Easter Sunday. And here I am sitting on my back porch, seemingly the quietest place in the house and the place that I am always found when needing to provoke thought. And I am puzzled at how quickly the week has gone by. I should probably have you to note that I decided to start doing these commentaries weekly because honestly, when you're sitting practically staring at a wall all the time, um, not too much happens. And if you wanted a CNN report, you would have gone to CNN. So I want to keep it interesting. The condition of my uncle has majorly improved. Uh, my grandmother has lost 12 pounds and is yet fighting. 
Usually she's cooking and we've all spent Easter Sunday in church together, but again, everything is just so different. The love is still there. But the terminology that love is what it does is something that has become almost obsolete because what can you do except let someone know that you love them? God, I didn't mean to get choked up, but uh, yeah. Sunday, April 19th, and honestly, I have to say that from listening to my previous commentary, I am doing a whole lot better. I think that once you find enough things that excite you to keep you busy, then you just might get something more out of a quarantined life. Um, as of right now, I... Uh, have started reading a little bit more. And um, I think I've expanded my horizons. Understanding that I can do my own research and that it doesn't take necessarily a teacher to tell me to read, to read. I think that it is um, a little bit antsy for me right now because this was supposed to be the ending to our spring break and quite frankly I think that you all will find comical that I am absolutely livid that we have had it rented away from us by the presidium of our school system but that's not the point if Mr. Seberg was in front of me I'd make some sort of joke about um ageism and how everyone on the board of ed is old but he's not here nobody is so here i am realizing that my generation is going to be more addicted to whatever device they can hold in their hand than ever before i'm talking to a phone this commentary of course in a month or so, or a couple, will be uh, listened to. But right now, I feel absolutely stupid. I've been reading books on my iPad, doing work from my phone. And frankly, I'm just going to admit that I am trapped in a constant whirlwind of technological advance. And it has brought to my mind that maybe I should value more the morals aside from the tech that my sainted teacher has tried to instill. If you haven't noticed, this time has given me a lot of time to think and to reevaluate myself. And while I haven't found too many flaws, I will say that's one of them. And for that, I am grateful. Until next week. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. Today is a, um,
rather hard day. It's April 26th, 2020. And this morning I awoke to the news that my grandmother on my father's side passed away suddenly. And for some strange reason, I am almost angered now because COVID prevented me from seeing her and talking to her and enjoying her company. Not that she was sick at all, but the fact that I didn't want to run the risk of getting someone her age, no pun intended, Mr. Seberg, her age sick because just what happened was what I didn't want to happen. And unfortunately, when a heart attack comes, it either takes you or knocks you down. And this one decided to take her. As I reminisce on her life, I can't say anything short of amazing. Not just because of some of the things she's done, but just because of who she was to everyone. Her strength was something that was unparalleled. And for that, I am absolutely grateful. I deal with death in a different way and I haven't cried yet. I haven't shed not one tear, not because I'm not sad, but I think it's because I am. And quite frankly, it is very abnormal for me to share my feelings in this way, but I feel almost broken by this. There is a bright side to this day. My grandmother on my mother's side is doing so much better. She's starting to gain weight again and she is COVID clear. And so we commence. I think the hardest part about my grandmother's passing is that due to COVID-19, I can't give her the proper funeral until at least October, November, maybe even next year. And I'm not able to execute the charge that she gave me to bring the homily at her memorial service. This is going to be a tough few months. But who knows, maybe I can use talking to a phone <laughs> to get through it pretty well. Until next week. Here I am. I'm still standing. Here I am. It is May 3rd. We've began a year that usually is supposed to be one of celebration and jubilation, knowing that 
the end of the school year is right around the corner. But for some strange reason, I feel like it just isn't coming the same way. Honestly, I cannot wait to tell my grandchildren of the school year that made me realize just how awesome and just how much of a privilege it is to get up, get dressed, and walk into this amazing social melting pot that we call Norwalk High. All ethnicities, social classes, coming together on a daily basis for eight whole hours to be educationally enriched. Was it enjoyable then? Absolutely not. Will it be enjoyable the next time we're able to do it? Absolutely not. But will it be appreciated? Yeah, I guess you could say so. You see, to me, school is almost like a needle. You hate getting it, but once you get it, you'll be glad you did. I miss everyone. From the teachers, to even the people that I know don't like me. I miss showing them why I don't care. But I digress. The world has become an absolutely crazy place. It is also now that I think about and have had the opportunity to examine the state of African-American culture in this country from doing a reading I did by an African-American author whose name slips my mind right now. We've had two wrongful deaths take place already this year. And for some strange reason, I'm getting this sickening feeling that it is not going to stop there. I'll tell you, though, something that I am definitely afraid of is a resurgence of COVID-19 as a result of people not listening. For some strange reason, I feel like we have started to relax a little bit too much now that it's getting warmer. And I think that we should probably continue to be safe. Until next week. I just want people to know how important it is to stay at home. It's not worth going out. May 10th, it is Mother's Day, and this morning, I think I made the most devastating mistake of my life. Picked up the phone, dialed my grandmother, on my father's side, that is, her number, only to realize that she isn't here anymore. And frankly, that made me grab my mother and hold her tight. I hope that everyone enjoyed their Mother's Day to the best of their ability, knowing that there are no packed out restaurants to sit out in front of for hours and hours, even though you know you made a reservation. Flashback to Mother's Day 2019. 
But at the same time, I feel horrible for those who have lost their parents, their mothers, as a result of this virus. Not downgrading anything else or anyone else who's lost their parent, but I think that there's a specifically disheartening feeling to know that just weeks prior, she was perfectly fine. And for those people, I am praying. This week was one that really was pretty uneventful. I think that I was preoccupied with processing the death of my grandmother without losing my strength or stability. And uh, I think that um, I've done an okay job, Um, but uh, it's still a long road ahead for me and a lot of other people. I have a large family, so everyone's going at their own pace. And it is also this week that I found out that Donald Trump is still an idiot. More on that next week. And I see the disinfectant that knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that Uh, by injection? It is May 17th, and today I woke up to a CNN alert that basically was listing the stats right now for COVID-19 cases all over the world. And for some strange reason, I'm reminded of some sort of horse race. It seems almost as if when one country gets ahead of all the other countries, there's some thousands more cases that are discovered in another country and for some strange reason I feel like it has become such a crazy thing that there is nowhere that you can go on the face of the earth right now to escape this virus and that is something that not even a movie could predict I don't think that we have properly depicted what it would mean if a disease like this were to hit the United States. And for some strange reason, I feel as if there is going to be, whether it be a fictionalized or a memoir type of movie, as soon as all of this is over and as soon as there are no restrictions on how many people can be in a crew at one time, there will be a movie made to highlight just how crazy things have gone. Honestly, I think that one of my goals for next year in DMCA is to really revisit this, dissect it, using maybe even this passion project to build upon, to see just how deep these roots run in the hearts of people everywhere. And you know what? That is not a bad idea. I feel that in a time such as this, our country is lacking the leadership needed 
for us to succeed and rise above this pandemic. And while I am upset by it, I am not at all surprised. I'm not trying to down anyone or trying to have an I told you so moment. But back in 2016, I don't think anyone could have predicted that something like this would happen. But I just had the feeling that there would be something to come along, something to come about to show us why some voters made the absolute wrong choice. And so it is with those words that I say that right now, God help us. Until next week. I asked Donald Trump, have you no sense of decency, sir? It is May 24th. It's another Sunday. And I am, um, I'm almost saddened that my commentaries are going to have to come to an end. I've really, really enjoyed doing this. And I'm really thinking about ways that I can implement it into my regular routine because I feel like it is so important because I'm living in such a crazy time. Um, I've been doing a lot of reading, a lot of historical research, a lot of um, kind of analysis of who I am, not necessarily as an individual, but uh, as an African-American male. And I, I, um, I think that that's something that I really want to talk about today because I don't know, I just feel like um, from sitting here um, thinking, I, I've realized that for some strange reason as a result of this pandemic, um, a lot has happened. And, and you know, we have um, the young man that was killed while jogging and uh, a young lady by the name of Brianna Taylor who just... You know, and I, I just kind of feel like it's something that I should really talk about because uh, when they happened, it hit me a little bit hard. So I wanted to kind of stay away from looking at it and reading about it and being conscious to the fact that it happened and that it was there. And because I live um, in Norwalk, in such a racially conjoined and amazingly um, unified place, um, I've never really had to experience too much um, of what it means to be an African-American male not just because of where I am, but because of how I strive to carry myself. Um, and for some strange reason, it's just been really heavy on me to go back and revisit it. I think that it's 
an awesome time for me to make sure that I'm in line with what's going on. And from the death that has already taken place wrongfully of those two people for some strange reason, I I just have this sickening feeling that there is not going to be a let up in the near future. I feel like there is going to be something, whether it be the last thing or the first of many. I, I don't know. Um, but as I was reading today and sitting and kind of researching it, looking at it, um, I wanted to take some time away from the death tolls of the pandemic and take some time to spend away from the um, uh, anger that surrounds, um, you know, the presidium of our country and the incompetence thereof. And I wanted something different. I didn't just want to look at uh, the same old thing. I realized from sitting here um, in my house that is in a suburban area, you know, you see the same trees, the same clouds, the same blue sky day in and day out. And it can be blinding if you don't realize what's really going on. The quietness of our street And I realized that what happens is you can truly miss it if you don't learn how to come out of the bubble. And so I came out of the bubble for a minute. And I don't know why I just get this sickening feeling after reading and after seeing what seemingly is normal in our country for some reason. And reading about all of the instances, I'm sorry, I know that this entry is a little bit longer, but I feel like from reading today and sitting in my living room for hours and on my iPad just going through it, even the stories that didn't make national news, that didn't make state news, of the same occurrence happening over and over and over again. And I'm going to tell you that the next thing, I don't know why, but the next thing that happens, the next time something hits national news, I don't know why I get the feeling that it is going to throw back the hands of time. There's a growing unrest and anger and it's something that I see even in my own family members that are that is starting to boil, blood boiling about what has been going on in this country. And I can just about guarantee this. The next time something happens, it, it just, just might, might, send, might this send this country, this country, 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 country right back to 1955. But the but difference, difference is that, that it will it not be, 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 be. Violence creates many more social problems than it solves. Nation erupted into scenes of chaos, <laughs> violence, oh my God. and widespread destruction into the early morning hours. Dozens of American cities up in flames. I know that I said that my entries would be 
be done on a weekly basis, but I think it not robbery to come back a little bit early to discuss the brutal killing of George Floyd that has caused our country to erupt into madness. I realize that the conversation about COVID-19, about restrictions, gatherings, went out the window when justice was at stake. I am saddened that my guess was correct and I am hurt by this. But at the same time, I understand that for far too long, these people have been pushed way too far. We don't want to loot. That's not what we out here for. But we do want justice and we want equality. It is Monday, June 1st, 2020. This is my final entry for my 2020 passion project. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that it helped you in some way to cope with the state of our world. I wish that I had even more time to stick around and try to provide more guidance. But I think this is a good place to wrap it up. Even as I sit here yet another evening watching the sun begin to make its descent, I realize that although I'm in my calm little neck of the woods, there is an entire world out there that is currently in complete peril. And while I am shaken, jolted, and in a place of uncertainty as to where we will go from here, I am yet consoled by the fact that one day, and I pray that it's soon, things will get better. So my encouragement to you, don't go by what you see, stand on what you believe, that everything happens for a reason, and to everything there is a season. I pray that this podcast, recording, commentary, whatever you want to call it, has found you well. But I also find it to be my deepest wish and hope that it made you think deeper and more in depth about just how bad things have really gotten. 
but caused you even more so to think more highly of just how much better I promise they will get. Thank you for listening. This is Jacob Jacob Talk. 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 Signing off.